Hey, this is Kirna Grahar from the Sparking Entrepreneur Show, and today we have Grahar Butler Flock with us. Since 2000, Tera's passion has been helping entrepreneurs to empower hundreds of coaches to create a up-level, sustainable, profitable, and joyous business. She loves that by working with the professional coaches, she gets to exponentially widen her ripple effect of change in the world. So, with that being said, let's welcome our today's guest, Grahar Butler Flock. Tera, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. Excited to host you. So let's begin with your journey since early 2000. Tell us about what got you started in coaching. I had my first coach when I was very young VP. I had the privilege and yeah, the privilege, although I thought I knew everything at that time, how young people can be. And I was given a coach because I was making some I needed more support. I didn't know that much about leadership other than what I knew internally and what I'd learned through life. Um, and it was life changing for me. And I saw that as a major part of my toolbox when I was an executive. And I actually decided to leave my job at Getty Images back in 2000. And I actually didn't know what I was going to do. And I became the accidental consultant and coach because I left and the phone began to ring. And so I tripped into it, to be honest. I had a lot to give, but I thought I was going to go write the American novel or something like that. And then I just really loved it. I loved being part of the change without the attachment. It was really a beautiful experience. And so I started all the way back in 2000. I've been doing it ever since, but I've had an evolution over time. So I now I used to work with leadership teams and executives myself. Now I coach other people who work with those folks and help them up their game, have a better client experience, create a better client experience, et cetera. And it's really fun because I get to see my ripple effect go even wider by working with people that do that work. That's been a fun journey for me. It sure was. I can understand the thrill of putting the corporate job and getting into it. If you can tell us about the coaching style, are there any methodologies, tips, strategies that you tend to use with your clients? Well, I do a lot of stuff around mindset. And it's interesting because I'm one of those people that has been a lifelong learner and a seeker my whole life. And so I absorb a lot. I've been exposed to a lot and I absorb a lot. So I've created a lot of things that are my own proprietary work. So as an example, with mindset work, I have this my own saboteur tool that I've developed Having worked with mindset now for really intentionally with mindset for 23 years with my clients, and I most recently have been really playing with this breakthrough change formula that I've created back in 2004, and I really think it's needed in the world right now. So I've been bringing that forward. But I really, I believe that any coach, really what, what I see in most coaches that I work with is that we have this desire for learning and growth, and that's what makes us really good at what we do. And we can also overdo it. So I really try to be discerning in terms of what I filter through my filter of my values and like what really fits my philosophy. And I think a lot, what's interesting about business coaching is that there's a lot out there that I just don't, I don't think it fits professional coaches very well because they tend to be these deep, authentic people. And some of the slick marketing stuff that's out there with funnels and all this stuff isn't really appropriate or work for them, but they think that they have to do it that way. So I really love bringing, how do you bring relationships into a, a space with technology and how do you transcend 
some of these trends and do what's re what really connects people because that's what people hire coaches because they trust them and because they feel like they can make a difference with them. So I'm just really passionate about really helping coaches show up in an authentic through their thought leadership. And so they can really shine. Got it. Got it. Answer your question. You did. You did. So if you can tell us about any client success story. Yeah. An example I was thinking about was uh, I have this client who I've been working with for many years. And a lot of my clients are really experienced coaches, but they've often been working through strategic alliances. They've often been getting by for a long time. And this particular person, before they worked with me, anytime they were up against another coach, they never got client. And now if this person wants the client, because that's an if, right? Because I really teach my clients to be discerning. It's not about them choosing you. It's about, is this a mutually beneficial relationship? When this person wants that client, he is consistently being chosen now. And it's a huge game changer for his business. And it's just really elevated his confidence too, that people are choosing him because he's showing up in a way that has them see the, the great coach that he is. And that's, I just, I, it just makes me so happy to see because really great coaches aren't great at marketing or selling themselves. It's usually not a natural skill. It's a learned skill. And often it's awkward because it's a learned skill. So that's a real joy for me is to have people show up authentically and powerfully. So that's just one example. But I see that all the time with my clients is that they're, I always say confidence is a result of, but I love seeing that people leave working with me feeling so confident about their work and the difference they're making. Yes, understood. If you can now speak about the client work that you did with the particular client that you just mentioned, what was the steps and like processes that you followed there? Yeah, I actually have a training on my website, on my speakers page, if anybody is wants more detail on this. But I developed a process that I call the breakthrough process that I encourage people to use with their clients. So usually when someone wants a chemistry call, a lot of people will get on the phone and just wing it. And really what I say is, how can you give that person an experience of coaching and have them see the difference that you are and also have them have a sense of whether they like and trust you? Because that's, we hire coaches who we feel we know, trust, and, and that can make a, a big difference with us. I, part of it is, how do I show up as an amazing coach? And that's by asking powerful questions. And I have a process that it's breakthrough, excuse me, foundational questions, like what do I need to know to get the lay of the land, how long you've been in your job, et cetera, et cetera. And then challenges and desire questions. What are your challenges? What would you want it to be? How would you want it to be different? How would you like it to be a year from now? What's really getting in your way from your success? And then implication questions. And this is key. How is that affecting you? How is this challenge impacting your work, your ability to be successful? And if that were to change, how could that shift and shift your success and shift how you're showing up? And then commitment questions, because you can have somebody who has major challenges and total opportunity, but if they're not committed, it ain't going to happen. To really check in about how committed are you to bridge the gap between what you want and where you are right now and making sure that person is really committed because it's really, especially if you're being hired by a corporation, if you coach somebody who's really not coachable and they're not here, the company is investing thousands of dollars in this person and the needle doesn't shift you're not going to have a great reputation at that company. So you don't want to work with somebody just even if they're willing to pay, you don't want to work with somebody unless they're going to get results. 
And then lastly, resolution questions, which so is not to go right into the pitch like, hey, want to work with me? Is to say, if I could help you with X, Y, and Z, all the things you've just listed out, is that something you'd want to be want to explore more? Um, and if you're on a chemistry call where you're against other folks, you can your resolution questions might be a little bit different. You might just say, how is this compared to what some of the other folks that you've talked with and what do you need to know about me and the way that I work to make a powerful choice? Uh, I'm big about powerful choices and to always keep asking the question until the well runs dry, right? Until they say, no, I'm good. And I have a training all on that on my website. I'm under my speaker page. It's called The Powerful Yes, Getting to a Powerful Yes. And I think it really makes a huge difference and friends, they're really fun. I could do these type of calls all day long. I really enjoy the outcome of them. And people walk away with value, whether they choose you or not, or whether you choose them or not. So I think it's really... Gotcha. Understood. So next question about the questions that you usually ask. So are there any particular sets of questions that you ask to qualify a client? You mentioned most of the topics that the question might be around, but if you can mention the specific questions that leads to better understanding. So what would that be? Yeah, I think that one of, one of the things to always be thinking about is what do I need to know as a coach? So I just asked a bunch of questions to help that person know whether to that lays the land out, right? Okay, here are the challenges and desires that they have. Are those ones that I'm interested in? Do I want to support somebody around these areas? Do I like how this person is showing up? I noticed a lot of noticing with the questions I've already talked about, but also to, to hone in and say, what are the questions I need to know to make sure that this is a great client for me? And if they're, I always say that people show you who they are if you pay attention. And when they show you who you are, believe them. But it's also an opportunity to, to dive in a little deeper, right? So when you notice things, to get curious about them and say, oh, I noticed that you stopped and got really pensive there. Like, can you tell me more about what just happened? I noticed that you got really, your feathers got ruffled when you were talking about X, Y, and Z. Tell me a little bit about that and get curious about who they are as a person, I think can be really helpful. And just trust your intuition. So I'm also one of those people, by the way, if you haven't noticed, I don't think there's one way to do things. Usually when I'm working with a client, we devise their set of questions through their values what they think is important to know for them to be a successful coach. So it's not like a one size fits all. That's why I say, okay, ask background questions, ask challenge questions. What are the questions you want to ask? And I help them devise a template that you loosely stay attached to because you don't want to be robotic. You want to pay attention and go where the conversation wants to go. But there, I don't believe in the one size fits all. That's insightful. Thank you so much for sharing that, Tara. If I were to ask you about the question, which is around something that you believe in, which is just do it leadership. You are not very, you don't believe in or you don't think that is the best kind of leadership continuing today's generation that we have here. What is your take on leadership? How to have the best results with our team? Yeah. And just to give a little context to that, before the podcast started, we were talking a little bit about the changes that are coming. And I think part of this is much of the leadership, and I'm a Gen X myself, so much, much of the leadership that's been in place for the last 50 years have been boomers and Gen X. And we were raised with certain values from the world, a lot of around work ethic, a lot about honor your elders, don't push back. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 
If somebody asks you to do something, you say yes. You work hard. If somebody asks you to work all weekend, you do it. And what's interesting is that I think a lot of that generation is also starting to wake up and say, man, I think we were sold a bill of goods because all these promises, right? These, if you do this, then you can have that didn't really come to fruition. What we're seeing actually is with the shareholder squeeze and everything else is that all these sort of promised or implied promises, if you show up and do this, we'll take care of you, isn't really happening. So we're starting to see some, a couple of interesting things. One is the backlash of the people like me who are like, oh my gosh, I've been doing this for 30 years and this, and they gave me a gold watch and sent me on my way and told me I'm retiring early and gave me a month's severance. So that we've got that, but we also have the younger generations who were raised by boomers and Gen Xers who didn't want our children to have the same experience. So what's happening in the workforce is that then we have all these folks coming in that push back, that have boundaries, that say, they say, why? That isn't what I signed up for. You're asking me to come uh, work at the office three days a week. You hired me as a remote worker. And they're not just saying, yes, sir. And what's interesting is that there's this thing that's happening where a bunch of tech uh, CEOs, as an example, are all kind of banding together. Yeah, we're all going to band together and make them come back to work. And it's going to be a very interesting show to watch because the newer generations and certainly the generations that are starting to get a little bitter are starting to ask, what's in it for me? You need to think about what's in it for me. I'm not going to be loyal just for the sake of loyalty. I'll be loyal if you treat me well. And so leadership really needs to shift. And this is where my breakthrough change formula comes in where I believe breakthrough change, desire and commitment has to be 10 times more than obstacles, challenges, and resistance in order for change to really occur. So you might get some short-term change, but you're not going to get long-term change, breakthrough change, if the desire and commitment isn't there. So I see that the desire and commitment is there for the CEOs, but I don't see it there for the workers. And they need to focus more as, as leaders on what's in it for them. How can I enroll them how can I inspire them so that their desire and commitment increases? And what can I do also to minimize their obstacles and resistance? And I think it's something that for a long time leaders knew, but they also were like, if they want to get paid, they better show up. And so I think things really are shifting now where they're seeing the, the quiet quitting. They're seeing people, Twitter is a great example, where really the only people, the only engineers that stayed when he said, if you don't like this, you can leave and I'll give you three months severance. And the, pretty much the only people that stayed were people that had visas that they'd lose. And almost 80% of that of the engineers left. And that was like, oh, gee, guess it's not such a great thing after all. So we really need to shift as leaders to understand that our agenda is not just going to, people aren't just going to yes, sir, anymore. Like we really need to enroll people into our visions and or else we're not going to be able to succeed. Wow. So a new take to our leadership that I learned today. Thank you so much for sharing that. Hopefully that was quite useful for all our entrepreneur friends listening to this conversation and not to be a boss, but to be a leader. So there, before we move forward, we would love to know about ways to reach out to you. What are some of the ways of reaching out to you? The best way, my, my company is Broadview Coaching. And if you search for Tara Butler Flock, there's only one of us. So I'm also on LinkedIn. That's really the only social media I'm active on. So feel free to follow me there. I do a lot of blogging. So if you're a professional coach, I have hundreds of articles for professional coaches. 
but I'm also starting to write more about leadership. And I just wrote an article about discernment and an article about the breakthrough change formula. So if you're interested in that, go check out my blog, which is broadbycoaching slash blog. And I also have a ton of free trainings on my speaking page. I believe that generosity begets generosity. So I love to share. And so please check me out there and or email me at Tara at broadviewcoaching.com. Got it. So do reach out to her, guys. And that leads me to my final question for the day, Tara. So tell us about the action steps. What do you suggest the listener does soon and what? Yeah, given what we've talked about today, I think if you're a professional coach to really check out my Powerful Yes training and learn how to have a different type of conversation with a prospect. A lot of stuff that's out there encourages people just to give a free coaching session and then to say like, how was that? You want to work with me? And it doesn't usually tie together what I call the big A agenda and the little A agenda. The little A agenda is what you're talking about in this moment. The big A agenda is what they really want to change in their life. The breakthrough session format that I've shared paints the picture of the big A agenda. So I definitely encourage them to check that out. I also have a free workbook that you can get on my homepage that talks you through all of that. So you can create your own template with some sample questions you can ask. I'd encourage people to do that okay. for next steps. Totally. So again, guys, uh, broadviewcoaching.com. So do check her out. And on LinkedIn, she is at Tera Vitnaklok. Thank you so much, Tera, for such a wonderful conversation. It was insightful to learn a few more things that we initially knew. So now we know more about leadership. Now we know more about coaching and helping coaches. So thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure. It was a pleasure as well. And I am your host, Kiran Agrar, signing off for the day. You guys take care. Bye-bye.